All right, everybody. Here's another one of my lovely Teachers Talking to Teachers podcast. We're on location again at the Whole Foods. It's a nice night, so we're outside El Fresco and talking to my friend here, Angel, who's a bilingual Spanish teacher over here in Aldean. And, uh, well, Angel, want to introduce yourself? or? Yeah, my name is Angel, and uh, I'm not really sure how I feel about mentioning the district, but I'm okay with it. Mostly <laughs> because I really don't want my praises to say anything that they might not want to be released, which to be honest, I really don't care. <laughs> oh, it's nice to already not care about what the administrators think about life. So um, when did you start wanting to get an education? Actually for me, education started, well, getting into education started at my eighth grade uh, creative writing class, actually. My favorite teacher ended up being uh, my my creative writing teacher who when I went to junior my junior year in high school eventually became my English teacher no actually no it was sophomore year had her sophomore junior and senior year but she was out too much because um, yeah she had a lot of uh, health problems were you ever a teacher assistant I was uh, well in middle school with her and a couple years in high school I used to help her grade I used to she showed me what lesson plans were she showed me the process of what a teacher needs to do and even though there was a taffy program in, in our school I never joined it although it started from middle school because wow. yeah we didn't I mean we were we had teaching assistants back when I was in high school back in the <clears throat> long time ago and uh, and all we did was basically do their dirty work we filed stuff graded papers and things like that but never never anything that would have the inspiration from being an assistant was never there for me. So I forget they have a they have ready set teach at our school. I, I wore the shirt Friday. I should have should have remembered more about that when uh, I brought this up. Hmm. I don't know about that, but actually, no. Even when I was in college, I just did it because I just wanted the experience. I was scared that i applied to many jobs when i was in high school i applied to some jobs when i was in college and nobody would hire me um, yeah i don't know to be honest i really don't know why maybe because i had no prior work experience so i just ended up taking a small side gig as um and a cleanup crew in a construction site and i never put that on my resume because i knew it was going to look bad so i just decided to go uh, get a ta position right there in college which by the way was some of the most tedious work and just pulling teeth with these kids. Well, they're not kids. They're college, they're college kids. That's what yeah. Ryan was talking about. Ryan was, and he talked about lecturing in a giant lecture. How many, how many kids would you have in a TA class? No, I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't a TA like that. I was just oh. uh, kind of like a tutor. Oh, okay. So basically, the kids, will, well, any college kid will go to either the, uh, the study center. No, there was some called something else, but something like that i forgot the, the 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 true name it's not the writing center because uh i never wanted to work there but it was kind of like a study center where anybody that had questions about uh any of the, their classes would go there and we would just help them out what kind of subjects did you do that with hmm? i just did literature just literature yeah well i mean that's my degree that, that's what my degree is on my uh, bachelor's well, your bachelor's is in english literature or? no uh english spanish literature i got enough uh, well mostly spanish but i got most of my uh just barely enough english credits to graduate with uh, a degree fully in literature and but most of my classes were in spanish wow 
although I really wanted to continue my master's program, which is going to be which was lang uh, language, literature, and translation. I was taking it online while I started here in uh, Odin, but then the second semester they scrapped all the online components out and they asked everybody to be at the university for lecture, which just well, kind of dropped out. It was, yeah, it was kind of hard for you to do that. Because I, I wasn't around in the computer days when you got to do that kind of stuff. And it's it's interesting to see the options that are out there now for people to take some online classes. I I hear that some of the kids, I, I don't know that much about it at school because no, nothing that I do is online. But I know some of my kids that are graduating in three years did it by taking some credit by exams and mm -hmm. some, some stuff like that where they can get the online tutoring and things that we didn't have back in the back in the old old days like that literature that's that's it i mean me and literature are not uh were you actually taking like say english literature and translate to spanish or spanish to english or other things like that or was it intentionally that was supposed to be my master's but no i just uh like i would have a what do you call it in uh like usually i had like british literature i had american literature from uh, i forgot what years English literature always had to do with the time periods, while American literature was always through the dates. Ah, uh, yeah. And I took all of that, and the same thing with Spanish, with Hispanic literature. It was uh, like in no, actually both in Latin American and Spain, it was all through uh, through time periods, just like in uh, British literature. Not, I don't know, American literature. Uh, uh, Americans like to do things on their uh, their own. Yeah, like they, use the imperial. <clears throat> Old imperialist yeah. time, and because yeah, it, it, it is because when um, like when you study British history, you don't do it the same way you do American history. American history has a a lot of it's linear, where you go from one date to another mm -hmm. date, and you mix all the stuff in, as opposed to say thematically things where you would you would study a, a, a thematic time period, like uh, maybe it's like music too, and you study baroque music and some of the other genres mm -hmm. that would be out there for that. So where does that put you graduating? As far away as my uh, yeah bachelor's bachelor's, degree. it was mostly uh, Spanish literature. I did do a couple of uh, courses in translation, which really helped with uh, <clears throat> getting uh, my degree for both of them. But no, my my degree says um, says literature in Spanish, even though it has a concentration in English. Oh. But they, I, for it, at least in my university, for it to be equal, you had to take the same amount of classes both in. Spanish and English, but most of the classes that I took were literature. So did this lead you into wanting to teach literature or teach Spanish literature? <clears throat> well, how I got to teaching in college was, originally I entered the university as a music major. I wanted to, other than teaching when I was little, my second, my sec uh, the second job I wanted or profession that I wanted to be was, um, I wanted to be a video game music composer, oh. so I wanted to do music composition. But then I realized that I had to take all the music courses sequentially from uh, freshman to senior year. So I'm like, uh, yeah, let's move on to something else. <laughs> that was going to so, be a lot of work. For that. Yeah, and so, so it's like taking music theory and things like that. I mean, I I wish I knew what I need to know to really to be a musician, but I I can't imagine putting in that money. Maybe if I'd done it younger. You know, it's one of those things where if it, it's once it gets a little bit later in life because I I've considered going back getting a, a PhD more times than I can count but it's it's going back to school again which mm -hmm. is 
I really don't have an interest in doing so. I know, and that's what I'm thinking right now for getting my my uh, my doctorate. I mean, I already have my master's, which is in administration. Well, more is educational technology leadership. So, using technology as much as I can, both in the classroom with teachers, well, basically with everything in school and. As of right now, I have a pet project in the district. Well, it was canceled. I originally had to do a Spanish online curriculum with uh, so that the kids, whenever they don't have enough space for them to put them in the classroom, or if they failed their class and they need to, they need to recover credit. That's what they would take. Oh, and it was, yeah, because we we do. Have, I don't know much about. We have a recovery school right now where they go in and and the, for the kids that are behind or the mm-hmm. ones that have missed or you know, transferred and lost a year or mm-hmm. something like that where they try to do it without going to the alternative campus or doing things like that. So you're actually creating that, those kind of lessons now? Yeah. Well, I still am, even though the project got canceled. But again, we got a new superintendent, so there needs to be an audit and pretty much every single department is being audited. So as soon as as soon as we get the scope and sequence done, which I know is going to be is going to be a cake because we already We've already got it in place, or, or skeleton well, yeah. support. Yeah. No, no, no. We already have it done. Period. Oh. It's because our curriculum changed in 2014 officially, and we already had everything done. I mean, it wasn't going to into effect until I think 2016, but by 2014, the whole curriculum it was aligned to the new TIC. So we're good on that. All we need to do is just have a, an auditor review it and approve it. Of course, now, we're also at the mercy of whatever the legislator finishes with the this year in 2019 because carol's worried about them getting rid of the uh in the course exams for u.s history if they do that they'll probably pull our extra conference planning period and the funds they get for all the extra materials that they get that the the district pays for because then if it's not a mandated class it just becomes another social studies class Mm -hmm. lost in lost in that lovely department it's fun relying on somebody else to decide what you get to do. Well, I know that that's still going to be a state requirement for for, for everybody to take uh, oh, yeah. those take, those. Take, um, take your foreign language. Well, that and also all the use uh, use history until economics and government. But um, but aren't you worried about your classes? <laughs> I'm too. It's too old. I I will teach whatever I need to for the next five years just so I can retire. I worry about it, but it's it's out of my hands. I mean, I don't mind. I know the ones that go lobby, and I, I'm very grateful for the teachers to go out there and lobby and and try to get uh, try to get a lot of stuff done for the rest of us. But I, I, I was in a, a union. I, I fought that stuff for years when I was younger, and it's just I'm, I'm I just you know I'm getting too old for that type of stuff now. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, an old, it, it's a young man's fight. <laughs> as long as they don't, well, they'll mess with our retirement stuff too. But uh, so so what 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 year? Was 2019 now? When, when was when was your first year solo in the classroom? My first year was well, actually I remember it was August. I think 20. I think 20. Why do why do I think 22nd? It might have been, might be 22nd. Might be might, a couple of days off. Uh, 2014. 2014. Yep. What was that like? Yeah. It was scary. It's <laughs> scary. I mean, I was a new I was a new teacher and I and I came from a from a school from a middle school that had a lot of behavior problems kind of like us, but it was different behavior did problems. Did you do student teaching? I did. In middle school? I did one in middle school and the other one I did in high school. Wow. So my, my well, actually no, I did three student teaching. One was a uh, middle, uh, seventh grade ELA, 
Second one was a uh, high school Spanish four AP, and then the, the then the last one that was a uh, Spanish one middle school. Wow. Six and eighth graders. When, well, uh, my my cooperating teacher never taught seventh graders, so it was just sixth and eighth graders. Wow, that's that's it. We did so. Were they? I don't know because I've I've taught classes where you people had to be put in there, and I I don't know what the enthusiasm level is for early Spanish. I mean, I, I can't even imagine the difference going between sixth grade Spanish and AP Spanish four, because at least those people know what they're doing, and those tend to be the more academic students than the ones that are sitting there in sixth grade stuck in Spanish wanting to know what the colors were and the vocabulary and, mm -hmm. and the verbs that I never got right myself. And that takes time. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if I'm going too fast or too slow, but for the for the amount of uh, for, for the amount of content that that we teach in the classroom, it seems like very little because we ask them like one day, my first day, we asked them to memorize three sentences and they had to use it with their classmates. Now they have uh, performance-based assessments where we ask them, this is Spanish one, we're asking them to write and speak 10 sentences that they created based on the units that we're covering. And then Spanish two, which is even lower than Spanish one because that, why? It depends on where where the students are, because for our middle schools, there's a lot of middle schools where we don't have enough teachers. There's one middle school where we have no teachers, so the kids have a, a, a substitute for two years straight. For Spanish? For Spanish 1A and 1B. So when, when they go to Spanish 2... Do they at least try to find subs that can speak Spanish? They try. I mean, it's really hard for, for them to find substitute that can speak Spanish. But even then... The subs would have, um, the administrators would have to have something ready for the subs to do. Because many subs won't plan out a lesson. Oh, I know, especially with sub K. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, when I, no, I, like I, like I told Chris when I was interviewing him, he, he loves me to substitute. He thinks when he retires, he, he'll go back to substituting until they kick him out of school. And I, I may have been the worst substitute teacher in the history of substitute teachers. So I, I just, I, I thought I could just walk in and be myself and have a good time, and uh, districts didn't call me back after that. <laughs> I, I realized that that's pretty much not what it was supposed to be, and I, 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 I almost don't mind that because that that didn't give me an idea of what it was like. It kind of was just it was it's more of a haze. It was more of a blur. Mm -hmm. I, I, I was in fourth grade one time and had to have. Uh, had to have the principal came down the hallway and, and told him that they couldn't call me by my first name. I'm like, yeah, I, I felt more like kindergarten cop back at that point than not kindergarten, yeah, than than I actually was a substitute. But that was that's a whole nother problem. I, one day I want to do a whole series on substitute teachers because I, I can't imagine anybody that was worse than I was at, at that job. But that that shows you where our 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 money and effort and concentration are going because I mean. We have a long-term sub. Mm -hmm. We have a couple long-term subs right now that I've, I, I, I live in a little isolated island by myself and don't don't see a lot of people throughout the day to keep myself out of trouble. And I, I, I don't realize unless I hear from other folks that we have, you know, so-and-so is not a real teacher. They're a sub, they're a long-term sub. And sometimes that works out where they get the job, they get hired. We've had a couple of really good positions like that. And then you have a couple of people that we're, we're looking to replace so it mm -hmm. it turns into that same kind of thing and it, it's it's not something that's 
as difficult it as it is. I mean, you have a team around you, mm-hmm. and they're giving you everything to do, as opposed to one, if you don't speak Spanish, you're you're at a loss already. Mm-hmm. And then two, if if you're not willing to put the effort in, if you're just waiting it for all to fall in your lap, that's going to be another issue that people are going to have. So, I can see that. Well, at least in the, uh, where I'm working, I can have a, I can have good lessons for the kids even while I'm not there, and, and can have us. Uh, non-Spanish speaking substitute and be comfortable that they're gonna learn something that day and even the next day when I'm not there or whenever a teacher's not there. I know that because I already proved it with there was a, I can't I can't remember the time that I had I uh, apart from the uh, apart from being department chair my department is really small we on, we're only three but there was one day where both the teachers were absent and we didn't get notification that they were going to be out that day except for one teacher at six o'clock when I walked through those doors. So it was just you that day? It was just me. And I had to figure out how, how, are, we gonna, how are we gonna engage the kids and have them learn this day when both teachers are out. Luckily I have a, I have a network of friends, colleagues that I can just email or uh, for, some, for, some, for some assignments, some activity that they can do while the teacher's not there, that can be facilitated by a substitute. Did they, have, did they have substitutes that day, or do other people have to cover the class? Oh, no. I know we've had to have people cover <clears throat> classes. Oh, no, paraprofessionals had to cover the oh. class, which is hard because for a lot of them, I don't, I don't know how it is in your school, but they're looking at our special ed population really, really carefully. And so for every R that is happening right now, they're having a lawyer in there. So oh, for wow. us to take those yeah. pairs out, where a professional out from those uh, to be in the classroom mm-hmm. as, as to be an in the assistant, mm-hmm. either either as a uh, a co-teacher or just a, a paraprofessional, because mm-hmm. we we have we have some of both. I I currently because I have AP classes and my other classes an elective, I have modified students in special ed, but they don't get it. Mm-hmm. It's just supposed to be whatever I I can come up with on my own. Mm-hmm. It. So since I don't have any in-class support for things like that, usually if you have enough of the kids in class, then they're working with them and talking to them, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And, and uh, for my uh, psychology classes, it's kind of like, oh, oh, you, so you don't. I, I had a kid one time, I passed him some workout, mm-hmm. and he just handed it back to me. He goes, oh, I don't write. <laughs> I just looked at him like, okay, all right, you're, you're a little bit old to be saying that. But um, 18, he's still there, too. He's there this year. So Wow. But yeah, so 2014, subs for everything, not sub, but well, student taught mm-hmm. pretty much the whole gamut, the, the younger ones, the AP kids up at the top level. Mm-hmm. And, and when you got, the, 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 do you get the job you applied for or do you get the job that was open? Both, Both? actually. I just got whatever job I could apply to. Like I remember not only applying for three schools well I know I applied for six schools in Alding I got called for two I applied for four schools at SciFair I got one call right after I accepted this the same day and maybe an hour later after I accepted the job in Alding where was it huh? remember what what school was that Nah, probably I think Side Creek or well, right Side Falls street. yeah it is Side Creek or Side Falls one of those two yeah, my friends at Creek seem to like it a lot. So I just, I, I, I haven't even been on the camp. I, I drove by it on the way here tonight, but I've not, 
I, I know people that want it, it's getting to the point where with transfers and everything and kind of know somebody at every school that's out there now that between that networking and, and workshops and things like that and, you know they, they all have their their pluses and minuses I, I I've been around too long to start pigeonholing things like I need to leave here I need to leave here not I, I, I want to talk to some of my old co-workers that left I, I did one uh, Haiti that, that left and went on to uh, the finder way at Cy Park after after a, a lovely year in middle school finding out mm-hmm. that middle school was not for her so Middle, middle school is not for everybody. I, I did my, I did my uh, 11, 12, 13, 14 years in middle school. So. I know middle school is not for me because I already tried it. <laughs> I know the 6th graders, all, well, you know, 6th and 8th graders. And even though the freshmen that I have are almost, no, actually, no, they're just as mature. At least I know that they're getting through, through that hump where they're going to have to be responsible for whatever they're doing. And for me, at least, that gives me a little bit of hope for them. So it makes me try to just that bit harder yeah because I, I noticed I, I i have that that area between where i have some freshmen and sophomores that don't work mm-hmm. and then i had the classes of juniors and seniors where a lot of them work mm-hmm. and the ones that work take school a little bit more seriously because they i i think they realize that they don't want to stay in the position that they're in right now that they need to get their stuff done i have a, I have a kid right now that works at uh one of the car dealers and he details and does some of the car and he gets he's paid really well and I, I, I was eavesdropping he goes he started somebody goes hey I don't I don't kiss I got a man's job hmm. he goes and I, I I got I learned I had to grow up at that job they weren't playing around like they were like if you were doing a lot of stuff of other young teenagers do where you know they goof off and play on their phones and yeah. you're calling sick all the time he goes if I need that I'm, I'm gone mm-hmm. he goes so you know you, you get that different variation between the ones that actually have learned some life lessons along mm-hmm. the way. And and I find those kids easier to teach because they, they, they have that, he says yes sir all the time. And I, don't, I mean, I don't know him very well. It's only been since this semester, but you could tell that he's learned that outside mm-hmm. of the classroom. He's learned that being a, a person that's working realized that in, in four months, it's over. He's, mm-hmm. he's on his own, so mm-hmm. you get that kind of stuff. So you got the job at Aldean. You're rolled in, you're uh, teaching freshman Spanish at that point? Yep, I'm teaching Spanish 1, Spanish 2, both of them for non-natives, and then I'm also teaching the Spanish for Spanish speakers. So, in short, I have three preps, which is not bad because I used to have four. And, there, and people don't realize that even though it's just, oh, it's just all Spanish, it's not all the same. There's still, you're in a different place with the different kids come in doing something differently and in planning for that, I, I kind of missed the days where I just had the one prep. I've had three, I have three now. I had three different grade levels. You know, and it, it, there's good and bad for both of it for me. I don't know if, if, if would, do you think you'd be bored if you were just doing one all day? Uh, well, my other teacher who only teaches Spanish one, she says that she can get bored by the second day after doing the same thing over and over. <laughs> but for me, I'm not doing the same thing for each class every day. Like, for example, I have a we are on a block schedule where it's A day, B day, so our classes are an hour and a half except for our third period, which is 45 minutes, which is supposed to be like an intervention enrichment period. So first period I have Spanish 1, both A days and B days. On A days I have, uh, the second period I have uh, Spanish for Spanish speakers 1. Uh, I have the same thing for third period enrichment, well, it's, uh, for me it's not neither enrichment nor uh, Intervention. It's an actual. Uh, it's an actual class. It's an elective class that I have to teach. Uh, keep up a grade book, and it's gonna give him credit. And then 
fourth period every day, I teach Spanish too. And then B-Days on, on the fifth period, I teach Spanish for Spanish speakers. So I'm not in those hour and a half classes, I'm not teaching the same thing. Except for, again, third, but I have them every day, so it keeps changing. Sometimes they're going too fast, sometimes they're going a little bit slow, but it's not their fault. Since it's meant for intervention and or enrichment. If they want to pull kids out, they'll pull out, they'll pull out their period. When, um, for, for, for anybody, that's li- I, I have no idea if anybody's listening all the way, but for those, for those out there that are listening <laughs> that are not teachers, and I, I know we have some folks out there listening. I, I've, I've been keeping up on my numbers, but not everybody understands an A-B block or, or the way the schedule works like that. Do y'all go, do you start A-B, A-B, and then no matter if it's a holiday or what, you go to the next day? Yep. You, you, you don't, because I've seen some people that mm-hmm. skip it, and then all of a sudden they're like, they're back to A days again. Mm-hmm. And when I when I taught in private school, we had, we had a, a by two private schools ago, mm-hmm. we had a we had a, a, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and each one was their own different block. Yeah. And if you miss one of those days, that was just too bad. Yeah, and that's what that's how I know a couple of schools here in, here in Houston. I think they're from HISD that have that same uh, that have that, that same schedule. And for my Spanish one, I just showed them a. a, a an infographic of a well, it's not an infographic. It's an actual class schedule of uh, schools in Mexico. Well, Mexico, and I have another one of Peru. They don't take the same. Cl- they take different classes every single day of the week. So I'm thinking. So we're think. I'm asking them to think. What's going to happen if either they have a holiday on this day or on this day, or maybe even yet even worse. What if a kid misses this day? Is he going to be able to recover from all of these classes if he missed just one day? And that, that, that's a hard thing for them to, to think about because they don't have, a, like we, we have enrichment but they don't, or intervention, they don't have that. So it's just the classes, they have recess. And some schools don't even have tutoring after school because they have to get ready for the next set of kids. Because yeah, because so, yeah, so, that's like when we had, uh, when Kingwood got flooded mm-hmm. and they had to go split a day and it was like, sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Athletes got to do certain things at different times yep. and all that, but it was, and and you have to, sometimes you have to make things happen that need to happen. But I, I I'd like to find out some more international education stuff because I, I have some friends that have gone to school in other countries, and I have some that have taught in other countries. I know that a friend of Carol's uh, teaches at the British school down here. Mm-hmm. I was talking about when she retires that that could be something for her to look at too because it, it's a very you know uniform yes ma'am no ma'am. Mm-hmm. Uh, more of a classical education type thing. A friend of ours, Mitch, that I, I got to get my hands on Mitch someday. He moved up to Fairfield, so he's not as far away as he used to be. But he uh, mm-hmm. he teaches a, a, at a small Christian school down on Brazos. Well, I don't know. It, it's down off Derry Ashford area, that kind of stuff. But they do they do a, a, a traditional classic education. Mm-hmm. They they teach the way it's been taught forever and a day, and he he loves it like that. And he also teaches philosophy at Lone Star, so that. That'll be some interesting conversations <laughs> as well. So you got you got them rotating no matter what. So when like um, they are they offer presidents day. They are offer. So presidents they, they day. just blow right by and go to the next. So this is going to be their schedule for the next two weeks. Uh, Monday, Tuesday is going to be A day B day. Wednesday, Thursday is going to be A day B day. Friday we have staff development, district staff development, which I'm going to have to present. I could probably talk a little bit about that later on. And then so they have off presidents day and since. Thursday was their, their last day in, uh, their last day of the week in school. On um, Tuesday, when they come back, it's going to be 80. And so, so it just rotates like it's that. Just, they, so they, don't, they never skip a beat. Unless, you know, if we get 
with, with the weather and stuff around here and the flooding that we've had and mm-hmm. hurricanes and all that, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they just adjust it the way that goes. Because, like, when I was in private school, they just wiped those away. We, we didn't make those up. I, I think that one year we were off for two Well, it was almost two full weeks for a hurricane. I, uh, I didn't make up anything. Hmm. I mean, we just, I, we already go, I people out there that don't know, pri- private school aren't, we have a minimum amount of days that the kids have to go to school no matter what. And private school, it's more of a suggestion. Yeah. So they just kind of cut that fun stuff mm-hmm. out. So they, they, you wrote it, and you've all been like that ever since you've been there? Mm-hmm. You all, so if, if you ever taught a traditional, old-fashioned, 50-minute day kind of thing? No. No. So that, it's, you know, it's funny because if it, if it gets going really, really well, it's gone like that. But It is. It, it, it does. And for other things, it's, it's you know, I, I, I've, I've been there. I was talking. I was emailing somebody. It was talking about stand-up comedy. I said I, they were complaining about having to do a 15-minute set, and knowing mm. five minutes into it that it sucked, and, and they mm. had to they had to man out that extra 15, the extra 10 minutes. And I'm like, can you imagine getting up the at first period and 10 minutes into it realizing that this is a horrible lesson, <laughs> and you've got to finish it, and then you got to do it again, and again or at least modify. You've got to do something because when it's not when it's not clicking. It's a disaster. I, I will throw things out. I will change it. And as of right now, I just I have two, two, and two, mm-hmm. so I don't have to worry about that as much. But then again, I also have a three times greater chance of it failing mm-hmm. and having that feeling that one class, like wow, shouldn't have done this today. For me, it can be different because I have an hour and a half classes. So if it fails the first ten minutes, well, actually no, because uh, they do their warm up for ten minutes just so that I can just take a breath, uh, take a breather, take attendance, look at my emails raise some papers, whatever I have time to do. But of course, I never have time to do all of that because the kids, um, they just mess around. I don't know about you. I, I be, me and attendance are horrible. I Every, every year, I, I plan on being better at taking it. And I, I, I have gotten better. But uh, those years in private school were the first period of the day, you email, hey, so-and-so's not here. And so you, you get an email, we had a little group email that, you know, like three of the kids weren't there. And that, that's, that you didn't check roll the rest of the day because mm-hmm. you, you knew who weren't, who wasn't going to be there we did the same thing with fire drills mm-hmm. so then you roll back in and you have 150 something kids show up that first day and I, I can make taking attendance 15 minutes a day if I want to because I, I call out all of their names mm-hmm. and I, did I say it right is that is that right did, <laughs> I, did I say Jonathan the right way it's I, I do that kind of stuff and it's some of them get whoa hey don't honk during my podcast <laughs> and when uh some of them get upset they um a lot of kids I didn't realize don't like their middle names. Now that's that's different for you because you got like fourteen or fifteen names, and we could get into that later on. But that's that's one of the the. Th- I mean, because I, I love kids with the four names. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, why well, you have your your yeah. your last name and your grandma's name? Yeah. How do you know that? I'm like, oh my god, I've been teaching forever, so <laughs> I've never taught a Hispanic that, kid before. How would I know that? That's I, what I love about those kids, especially oh last year. Every single every single one of those kids had their first name, their middle name, their last name, and their mama's uh, uh, maiden name. So one time I did this running gag with my with my appraiser, and I just got them each one. Uh, in, into the classroom one by one, so I called them by their first name, their middle name, their last name, and their mama's maiden name. Every single one of those kids, and once <laughs> the last one was inside, I just I just dropped to the floor and mm-hmm. just wrote laughing. I, I I laugh a lot at that. And what, I think one of the things I laugh at is uh, 
I, it's not that often you have a Garcia Garcia or a Perez Perez or Lopez Lopez, but you give me the double last name, and and I will joke with the ones, and I will say things like, "What did, did your mom stutter when they filled out the, you know, the the birth certificate or, or something like that?" But uh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. So sorry if I got a little confused here for a minute. There was a strange couple making out on an outstairs couch over you, you didn't see it until he was sitting in her lap. And just, <laughs> wow, I was almost like, whoa, do you, y'all need a room. This is a patio. This is public. That oh. wasn't public. But so Spanish, Spanish, names, names, teaching, teaching, block schedules, got the different stuff. Um, what what was, what what about that first year scared you? Did, 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 did anything happen? That's a better question. Did anything happen that made you not want to come back? Uh, let me see. The kiss behavior was one of them. The fact that I had no conscience for them to teach because I wanted to just get out of teaching from the book, even though our curriculum was based on the textbook. And uh, just the other lack of um, the other lack of administrative support. Yeah, it's, and that's that's one of the interesting things to talk to the younger teachers about that kind of stuff is is how they feel. So this is uh, year five for you. Yeah, this is year, year five. Year five, and then and and you're you're already certified to if you pass all the stuff. So you're you're certified to be an admin starting next year. Uh, not yet. I still. Yet. Well, I I did take my I did take my uh my test, but I knew uh, but I failed it by just one point, by just one point. Oh. So I got a two thirty nine, a two forty. I mean, two forty is the passing rate and i knew it was uh, i knew it was gonna happen I, well at the back of my head i knew it was gonna happen even though i was uh, i was trying to be optimistic but again when that day it was a monday i just got out of my worst two of my worst classes my fourth and fifth period two of my worst classes i haven't eaten any anything all day i was a little bit shaken oh by the way in in there they told me to make sure that my name is exactly as it appears and my last name which is ledesma it was spelled with a Z on their records, but it's actually with an S. So I was scared that they were going to turn me down. So my blood pressure went up, and I was shaking all the way down to the testing center. Was it online, or was it old school? Was it pen and, was it pen and paper, or is it online test? It was computer assistant. Computer assistant. Yeah. And so I took about four hours to finish it, and I felt pretty good about it. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to pass it, and of course I didn't. But at least I can take it. I can take it again, and I can take the old version because you probably know too that they're changing the test, right? They're making it a lot harder, and they're making it a two-parter. The second part is going to be free response, fully free response, oh. where they give you a project, and you have to. They give you case studies, and you have to do a project to solve that case study. Well, I wonder if they did that because I, I, I don't know, folks out there listening. Well, once again, whoever is listening, that um, we we are kind of. I w- we're not admin. Well, I personally feel we're administrative heavy in school, but we also have. That's not my point. My point is we have a lot of people that are certified to be administrators that are still sitting in the classroom because in the older days it was it was an easier process to just go through, do this, do this. It was like another fifteen hours over your masters, and there wasn't much to do after that. So that became an issue with. Uh, with people, I mean, I know, I know several teachers right now that are all just, oh yeah, well, I, I have my administrative service. What, you, what are you going to do with it? Because there's, there's not that many jobs. I think that's probably what they're doing mm-hmm. is trying to slow that process down. To, but you don't, but you don't want to be like an AP. You, you want to be, you want to be the technology side of it. So, well, that's what my, <clears throat> that's what my degree is in. But no, I want to do something in the, in the district. And even though I know, 
I know you and Carol don't like those, don't like those types of figures. I actually do because one of my one of the best things that I'm doing right now and one of the one of my favorite things and the reason that I still want to stay in the classroom is that right now I have a student teacher. This is the mm -hmm. first time oh, I've had yeah. a student teacher, and he does most of the legwork right now for me because he's taking over my classroom. But th then I figured out. Is he doing the grading? He's doing the grading. Putting the grades in the grade book. He's putting the all, grades all in the, the bad stuff. Huh? Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> and he's also creating the lesson. But I slowly realized that the kids are saying that he's better than me, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe teaching you is not my thing, but teaching uh, teachers like him that Making might him be a better person. Yeah. And, and so see that that is an interesting because we have curriculum coaches in the district, and I didn't realize. I, I thought they were legitimately going to be. I, I don't. I don't think their actual job is is coaching, like what you're talking about. I, they they spend they don't have to spend more time dealing. They they have to deal with all the standardized testing and all that. All that Most, mess goes through them. So I don't know if they're really getting a chance. But then again, I I'm an old man and I'm not hmm. I'm not first second year teacher where they're hmm. sitting in there making sure that. You know, all hell doesn't break loose because I, yeah. I've 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 heard stories about what happened to some of the younger teachers, kids laying on the floor shooting dice, things like that. I'm like, seriously? I I had that, but I think those uh, those instructional coaches, I think what they're that's what that's what they're supposed to be doing. But most of their work is just either doing uh, doing data, or just taking care of kids, the ones that are misbehaving. That's all they're doing. So a lot of that time that's supposed to be meant for coaching, uh, coaching the teachers is lost on that. And I don't know if that's the same thing on, on your campus, but that's what it seems to be right now on mine. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I guess it also becomes what happens with the administrators as well. Mm -hmm. is instead of being there to help and, and talk, I mean, you know, they have their lunch duty, morning duty, after school duty, administrator on campus duty. Uh, then all of a sudden there's a fight. Or there's a problem. Somebody has a call switch. You got to leave. Yep. You got a meeting. You got to meet with every one of your teachers that you evaluate. And then I'm like, I, I, I don't want any part of that job. I've done that. I've done that, and it is stressful. It is hard. And sometimes, even when you're trying to help a teacher, they'll just, they'll just, um, they'll just attack you for whatever reason. And, I don't know what. And see, I, I don't. Th I always take into account because we, we had, we had the administrators coming around checking for this fire marshals coming. Our fire marshal. Our fire marshal is a bit of a, uh, a, bit of an, a bit of a very, very strict individual, like mm -hmm. measuring everything and all that kind of stuff. So they were coming by checking this, and, and somebody says, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so wasn't here. I said, I thought I saw all of them. They go, no, 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 because the room before that, somebody cussed her out mm -hmm. right there in the classroom. And I'm like, it was, it was 8 o'clock. It wouldn't be 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I, I can't even imagine dealing with being cussed like that. And I, I know some folks out there might go, well, how, how do you do that? What what'd you, what'd their parents say? And, you know, it, unless you live this life, you, you don't know that some of the parents are like, I don't know what to do with them either. Because you'll we get those kind of responses that I, I don't know what to do with them. I, I don't know what to say to them. Uh, or they'll say, well, my mama cusses at me at home and I cuss at her. And that, that's just the way we talk to each other. I'm like, wow. Well, because um, I, I, if anybody tells me that, I tell them, I'm not your mama and mm -hmm. we're not at home. Mm -hmm. So you know that becomes that becomes a whole different issue because when I, when I left public school in 2001 mm -hmm. and then came back 14, 15 years later, we I, we didn't have that. You custody, you got a ticket. You, you somebody that 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 changed everything. Now it's just like hey 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 hey, 
Don't know. Don't, I don't. I don't want to write this up because if you wrote them all up, mm-hmm. it, it, it's finally gotten out of control. Mm-hmm. It's like the cell phones. It's yeah. gotten out of. It's gotten out of control. Oh my goodness, the cell phone. That's the that's the worst thing that I can imagine happening because you can't take it up because the kids. First of all, they're not gonna give it up. No. They're not. They're, they're not even gonna. They're not, they're not even gonna put it in their pocket just to, just to tell the uh, an administrator somebody else that they were not using it and that they were just. Oh, we had somebody try to take one and they broke it, and then and and they found out legally that why did you try to take? And you know it was that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and we've had some people take it and the kid grabbed back and grabbed the person's hand. Now you're dealing with assault and all that. So they finally told us to just just don't just don't trace. Just you can write them up. Mm-hmm charging 15 bucks for what it used to be because that's just changed in the last three four years to where it used to be you could you could ask them hit the call switch and that they'd come get them out of the class and all that and then that became too much trouble mm-hmm. but we were having teachers hit the call switch saying uh little johnny won't put his doritos away it's that kind of stuff so oh food also <laughs> i it says my it says the district right now with my uh with my with my district uh, program director, she's um she has a she has a ma- she's a master teacher in technology. So right now, technology is even though she doesn't want to use it fully, we've embraced it. And so when kids are eating, they have a Chromebooks in they have Chromebooks in front of you, I mean, in front of them, and they have a bag of hot Cheetos. I mean, yeah, hot Cheetos in one side. Or the Takis or what? Or the Takis, <laughs> that too. The, the blue Takis. Yes. And then they have a big bottle of brisk on the other side. I'm like. Something is gonna happen to these devices. Well, it's and true because like, uh, like you said, say you have Chromebooks. You all have one to one where every child has a Chromebook. Uh, well, at I least have, in the class, I have a classroom set of thir- of uh, no. Now I have a class set of forty one, and my largest class is 30, 34. So you, but you have enough for we're yeah. we're not to that point yet. We're looking at being an eight per class group. And I had a class of, I had a set of 20 computers in my room, mm-hmm. and most of them didn't want to use it. They're really slow. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and, and you know, they're better, but I finally gave it up because they're, they're used to their phones. Mm-hmm. If they're reading, looking something up, I, I actually did a, um, a spider web talk where I, I had them have an article and I put it on my Google Classroom. And they were reading. I had finally had one kid. He's older though, and and he says, Man, "Do you have a hard copy? I, I hate reading on my phone." But the rest of them are sitting there at their phones, and, and not even a, a plus size phone, mm-hmm. just a small. Those poor little kids with those little those little four inch screens. But they're mm-hmm. blowing up. They're reading it and going along. And I, it, it's, I don't know if they make do with the technology, or because I tell them teaching psychology, I am sad that I'm not going to be around to watch the three and four year olds right now that are growing up with a smartphone as a babysitter and as something that's constantly with them because when they finally get to us after that in the next 10 years i don't know what's going to happen to because we already did some of the psychological studies on the headphones mm-hmm. and the kids that live with headphones in their ears because i've showed them i have a decimal meter on my phone i show them the the audible signal and how it was louder it was loud enough to cause permanent ear hearing damage and they were looking at it going the smarter one's like, what? And I'm like, it's not even going to show up until 10, 12 years from now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something. I was thinking you were talking about that kind of stuff. And and is is that kind of pushing you away from staying in the classroom? Or is that... Because I mean, what, what would it be like, say, 10 it, years from now? What, what do you think? Because I'm not going to be doing this 10 years from now. I'm thinking, well, it depends on how, how teachers, uh, schools, and district approach it. 
like for me my personal my, my personal uh how i would how i would want to see it is they have um they have like a short maybe 30 minutes uh lecture session for each class and then they have and then they have time to go to the ver to the um, computer lab on their own one-on-one -on -one with just a paraprofessional facilitating all of this so that we can rotate kids we teach them um we we start giving them uh teaching them lessons uh very brief very very short and all, all they had to do with the teacher was maybe just take notes or just record anything that's going or follow through and then they go to a, uh, a computer lab where they just practice everything that they've covered all facilitated by maybe one or two paraprofessionals giving the kids uh, more than more than enough of an opportunity to take different classes that maybe they didn't think were interesting or were offered but then on the other hand they also have their core classes which are the time is much more well spent on that well, so that way they if they're going to use technology they're going to have to use it. They, they don't have time because I, I i know I, I i love the talk i like to have conversations i like to have discussion um i, I don't really like to lecture them as much as i like to make sure they're involved too mm -hmm. and and the ones that zone out that aren't interested that, that want to check on their phone and fall asleep and so it's 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 difficult for me because I the phones were a problem until I came back and they they were just beginning to become a real problem mm -hmm. when I came back because that's back when I, that's why I, I came back to the public school when you started and I went from private school you didn't have to, the phone came out you could take it I said yeah you want to use your phone call your mom get your mom up here so I'll do it and it was a whole different thing as opposed to what we're dealing with now when when as a student did, did you have a, a smartphone as a student or or did you have one in college was it was that it, it wasn't high school was it well You're I too had, old for that I had, a, I had a I had a regular phone since I was a since I was in seventh grade but as far as a smartphone I didn't get a smartphone till I was till my freshman year in college so you were I was already out of high school yeah how did how did that change college going to class with with the, the phone, did, did it make you want to play? Did you play with it? Did you? Because I have some kids recorded my lessons with that, and I don't think they even understand that they're not supposed to do that without asking your permission first. I don't mind because I'm not really saying anything that's controversial, inappropriate in class, and it's better than recording that than getting ready to record somebody that's having a fight or something like that. Well, to be honest, when I was in college, when I when I had access to a to a smartphone, I never even thought about uh, audio recording. All we, all I did was just open up my laptop, open up, uh, open up Word, and just started typing out. So notes. you were, so you were, you had both. You had the laptop and the smartphone. Yeah, but the smartphone, I didn't know what to, uh, what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I could listen. No, actually, no. I even had an iPod, uh, I had an iPod Touch, uh, a part so that I can listen to music and watch videos because the, the smartphone that I had, it was such a small screen yeah. compared to the, to, to the iPod Touch. It's true of the way it's gone right now. I was I was just wondering about that because I, I mean, of course I I was well out of school before laptops and things happened, and I have some my AP kids will pull out laptops now, and but they're they're either taking notes, they might be working on somebody else's project, and when I walk around, I'll, all of since Google Classroom is so easy, and that's just something I started doing this year. I was still using our school website, but I was uploading everything. So they could still download and, and follow the PowerPoints and stuff and the lecture notes as we're going with it or, or watching things. I I realized that that became, that became a, a, 
something that the the the, the advanced kids would do. Mm-hmm. They were they were actually using technology. I always tell them for good instead of evil. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I also call it their crack pipe because it's almost like they can't put it down. They're mm-hmm. they're they're. I had one girl. Her uh, iPhone froze, and she passed around the room trying. She goes. She goes, I, I can't wait for it to die. That'll be like two or three hours. Because she's got the fear of missing out stuff going on. Thank you, train. But uh, <laughs> but that's the, the ones that can't touch their smartphones. The ones that always have to check. It, I almost wish they could have like a little, almost like everybody would have an Apple watch. They could go, like, nothing, it's just flash up. Nothing's going on right yeah. now. Nothing's going Just Just shut up and pay attention to mm-hmm. class. Cause, and it, and for me at least, as an adult right now, anytime I know I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna use my cell phone, I try to put it in uh, I try to put it not in night mode, but what what is it called? Reading mode when it's all black and white. So it's not not as interesting to look at, but it's still I can still look at it. And still get the information. Yeah, just the information, and that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. Like my Spanish speakers, they had a lesson on using social media. And the thing that I told them the most is to first of all, if you're gonna use social media to gain inform, uh, to gather information, check your sources. Because if mm-hmm. you don't, then you might be telling something that that might be untrue, might be disproven. And then who's gonna look like a fool now? And see, I I, I watch them because a lot of them do. I I never realized that they will take pictures of the questions in the chapter that I make, I make my um, regular psychology because they, they have to have some some daily work grades so I give them the book stuff to make sure they've gone over it I have some chronic absenteeism that'll try to go over some stuff like that but they, they'll just take pictures of the, of the questions in the book and then look them up on whatever website they want to and I you know I, I want I mean you know Wikipedia's gotten much better than it was a decade ago when you could go in there and alter and change everything and they didn't have people there on spot fixing it all because old people now think of wikipedia like oh that can say anything it says a duck has three feet and a nose i'm like no but somebody goes in there and fixes it mm-hmm. later on unless it's something obscure that you don't want to deal with so so i don't want to get too long-winded here today let me see let me see how many many minutes we got going with this bad boy oh we are getting long in the tooth there so masters Technology. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you where do you see that going? Or, or what what is the what is the position you're looking at doing with that? I know that I want to do something in the district where I can uh, help teachers, well, coach teachers across the district. And, and using technology, using because we've gone past. I mean, everybody talks about smart boards, over projectors, things like that. I mean, we've gone way past that. We've got a lot of interactive stuff right now. And, and so, so where 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 what is the direction going to? Well, I know I know technology is emerging um, all the time. I right now, uh, well, when I was in in October, I went to San Antonio for the Foreign Language uh, Texas Foreign Language Association um, conference, and I got the email numbers of a, of a lot of um, a lot of techno- uh, te- technology um, technology companies that off that um, well, most of them were la- were companies that offer language labs both for computers and programs and on the cloud. And so for a lot of teachers, they don't know how to use all of this stuff. Our textbook, even though we don't, we're asked not to use the physical textbook, there's so many resources on the um, on the website that the district purchased. These are a lot of things that many teachers don't know how to use and have no idea that they even exist. I know, it's, I, I think that's a lot of money that the district spends. And I, I think they think of it, I, I hope, they think of it as a long-term thing, because I know how much of it's getting wasted right now. 
I know how many class sets of books are sitting around not getting used at all mm -hmm. and how many the online resources are not going to use the, the mm -hmm. teacher aid because there, there's so much out there I mean when you when the kids ask me to make a Kahoot to review for I'm like I get online because with, with my uh, AP human book or my AP psych book there's people already out there that already made it according to the book. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not reinventing the. It, it's already there. Yeah. And 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 we have access to it. So, I mean, I, 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 I guess what you're looking at doing is trying to make sure that they're aware of all the resources mm -hmm. and where they can be used. And and not just that, there's also teachers that don't know how to use these resources. One of my my French teacher. Uh, he he likes using technology. He's really comfortable with it. But many programs that many apps that he wants to use, he doesn't know how to use them. So for somebody for somebody like me, there could be some. I mean, for somebody like him, can be somebody like me to help him, train him, coach him, and be there in the classroom while he uses them, and see where we can work from there. So that, that's where you see yourself going. I do. I don't wanna. I don't wanna leave the classroom, but I also don't wanna. I don't want to have the responsibility of having, that sounds bad. Hmm. It's partly true, but I don't want to have the responsibility of having the kids. I want to focus more on the adults that are teaching the kids. Because you think you, think you, 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 you now are, are, have learned, you've learned enough of what either you wish you could do mm -hmm. or you wish you could share with others. Mm -hmm. They could go out and help them do yeah. those types of things. And I, I, I see that because that's, we, we don't have a social studies curriculum coach and I, 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 I wanted to go ahead and try to do that because that, that was my whole point. Mine was, I wanted to go to all the different social studies classes and watch mm -hmm. and see what was working for everybody else and help incorporate that mm -hmm. instead of letting it be this group's doing this and this group's doing that and this mm -hmm. group's doing this and their leader doesn't want to change their leader wants to do this the same way they've always done it. And people do get stuck in it. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I changed and picked up psychology last year. It's just it—it it was a new challenge. It was you know, mm -hmm. and I don't—I don't mind that. I—I I, I don't have any place else to go. I—I I haven't done sociology, and there's a couple of little electives here and there. But I don't know. I, you know, I told Carol when I when I leave that I would like to have my last year. I just want one of everything. Mm -hmm. I just just bring me the last. I'll, I'll figure it out. It'll yeah. be fun. Just, just go out, go out in a blaze of glory, or mm -hmm. or on with my hair on fire or whatever. Yep. So, well, Angel, thanks for uh, letting us know about this and having a nice little chat today. And good luck with the technology stuff. Because I know the, I know the the old teachers need somebody to show them what to do that can actually tell them in a nice way mm -hmm. instead of looking at them like you know. What, I, I think that's when the old guys know it's time to go is when the kids start showing you. <laughs> no, your actually students start showing you what to do. Yeah. How do I fit? How do I how do I close this app there, son? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's too fancy for it's it really mm -hmm. becomes that kind of stuff. And 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 thank you for wanting to try to take that next step into saving the old because because yeah. really it's 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 advancing so fast it's so rapid i've already seen the prototypes for the foldable pads oh and, yeah and stuff too. like that with the bendable glass and 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 uh, you know <laughs> before i end this just a funny story uh the technology teacher that i used to teach with one of the computer girls uh her name was rain and because her parents were hippies and i don't remember what the last name was but rain um 
we were doing some some the early on Excel and Word mm-hmm. back when Microsoft for so uh, we were doing Microsoft uh, we were doing Windows ninety five <laughs> whatever it was back at that time period and she kept telling me I said I said I said I'm sorry I'm sorry I, I don't I I've never used like front page or something like that before she goes oh no don't worry Greg she goes I have teachers call me because they have a problem with their drink holder being stuck. <laughs> and you know, I'm talking, it, it, it was it was it was the CD-ROM, the CD-ROM they're using for drink holders. So yes, yes, you gotta have somebody that knows what's going yeah. on, go in there and shut this down and say, look, because I, you know, I, I actually worked at one point where it was like, I, I'm an old woman, I'm in charge. If I can do it, you can. If you can't, it's time to go. She was very blunt with them about that kind of stuff, and I don't want to see it have to get to that level because. Mm-hmm the legality of it's really bad but somebody needs to go in there and do what you want to do mm-hmm. and say look and, and, and even it's baby steps just here look try this check this out and and not just not just send the email hey look at these great research because you know where that's going that's mm-hmm. just that's in and out of one here so well thanks a lot I, ho- I hope you get the the job that you want with the the people that you want and save us from our old selves yeah <laughs>